In business and life, relationships are everything. Welcome to the People Catalyst Podcast, where we interview top business leaders and learn how they build relationships with their teams, clients, and those that promote and refer them. Here's your host, business trainer and leader of the People Catalyst team, Carla Nelson. And welcome to the People Catalyst Podcast, our favorite prover, Kevin Notstein. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? <laughs> Very well. Uh, pretty excited about what we're going to chat about. And the reason why we brought Kevin onto the podcast today is because he is our chief uh, prover. And so on our leadership team, we not only teach this, but we practice it uh, day in and day out. And what we're going to be talking about today is strategy and tactics and how to get things done and in, in how different they are. So, and you might even break them up a little bit. We'll get into it in the podcast. Ideation, what are we going to do? Implementation, we have to, you know, get it all the way of a repeatable process, right? So uh, that big picture down to, you know, the, the little tiny granular checklist uh, that needs to be implemented. And so we have to have both. We have to have both strategy and tactics. Uh, and there's interesting pieces that using the process that are similar. However, the response is based off of your team, especially when it comes to early adopters and late adopters, right? That, you know, it, it, it's a different game to play, right? Um, and so, Kevin, I know you're going to talk a little bit about how strategy and tactics then is juxtaposed with your time and, and your scope. Uh, yes, exactly. And, uh, but first, let's talk about what they have in common. You know, when you're looking at strategic thinking and tactical thinking, well, th those are both all about getting things done, just like you had said, Carla. So that's the primary aspect of each one. But the differences on them, it can be broken up on, uh, on looking at the time, the time frame that you're looking at and the scope. You know, for instance, if you're talking about strategy, the time frame for your strategy is the time frame. And that time frame, that could be from months to years in the future. You're looking at that long-term thought process of what's going on. And the scope, you're looking at the big picture. You're at the 30,000-foot level. You know, it's kind of like looking at the forest. You're looking at the entire forest from flying over uh, the forest. Of now, course, give us a flying analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Very near and dear to my heart, of course. <laughs> And then when you get down to the tactics of doing something, the time frame for the tactics, it's much more short term. That's going to be, it could, uh, that's from that months on down, it could be down to the minutes or even to the seconds on some points. Uh, if you're talking the flying analogies, it can be down to the seconds for us on the tactics of how to do something. So that's the time frame for the tactics of the items. And the scope is also a lot different for the mo uh, most part. In tactics, you're looking at the details. Instead of flying over the forest and looking at that, you're looking at how you're trimming the trees and the details of what happened on each individual tree. So that really does I'm highlight- I'm falling asleep already. <laughs> <laughs> trimming the trees and the details. We always laugh on our team because, so I'm the mover and the prover. So we have a, what we call a yellow light relationship. We deal with each other because we know we're critical to getting things done. And so, Kevin, though, is the later adopter, the prover, into the details. And he always prefaces that with, okay, we got to get into the details. And for me, as a mover, I start falling asleep. So <laughs> I can tell you're like, oh, a flag analogy flying over the trees. And I was thinking, I can visualize that. As soon as you said trimming the trees, I was like, oh, good Lord. 
<laughs> I want no part of it, even though it's necessary. And that's why we're doing this podcast because you have to have both sides of that, especially when you get into implementation. So go ahead. Yes, most definitely. You do need to have both uh, parts. And the movers, shakers, and provers need to be involved in both the strategic and the tactical level on this. It really does in how you involve them and what's going on and when you get them. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you're in, in, in talking about in really early and late adopters, because doing and thinking too is a part of this. But I think that's the that's a secondary layer, right? Almost an advanced layer of looking at this. If you just think the law of diffusion of innovations and look at the early adopters, the shakers and movers, now they are future focused. So they're always thinking in the big picture. They're naturally live in the big picture. And that's why they lose the later adopters often because the later adopters are in the details, right? And so right. it's critical that you understand where somebody lies on the law of diffusion of innovations and what core nature of work that they have with both strategy, early adopters, tactics, late adopters. And then you have to connect these two together. And I said it earlier that your prover is that person. So in or ideation, and that means you're running the process, right? Uh, that is your movers and shakers to figure out what to do and the provers, but you're running a process, right? Uh, and then in the later adopters, that is your implementation. So your mover is your point guard on ideation. Your prover is your point guard on implementation. I think that's such a critical point because, and it's, it's almost like, it reminds me of just Jeffrey Moore's crossing the chasm, right? is you know if you if if you don't connect the early adopters to the late adopters that pendulum can't shift as far as adopting doesn't matter what you're trying to adopt a new idea using you know technology whatever it is and so and we did an entire podcast on the uh, red light green light yellow light that you can go back and listen to but for the purpose of this i want to explain that because i think it's really critical to understand uh, between you know you know why people get so frustrated working through both the strategy and the tactics so in strategy it's big picture and those you know green light relationships the movers and shakers right they're like woohoo this is great this is idea oh we could do this and you know these big picture visions right um, and then you have the same green light relationships that happens between your provers and your makers when you're talking about the details and actually making things happen that's a natural green light as the as the later adopters they get along well as well and can make yeah because they're sitting there going this crap's never going to happen anyway so <laughs> there's too much wrong with it right and that's why you have to bring the late adopters into ideation and you have to bring the early adopters into implementation even though they naturally live on two different planets and the reason why is because that glue needs to be stuck together and that's that yellow light relationship um, that we're talking about between the mover and the prover because as you're tactically working through something strategically you don't want to forget about what your initial vision is or the objective at hand the bigger picture because the bigger picture doesn't change your tactics will always change uh, i mean think about tactically marketing and sales how it's changed over you know the last 10 years it's almost unrecognizable um as far as how many pieces of you know electronic equipment you need right depending oh, and it's on definitely done the change in the marketing where you go from having your mailers or your or people going to door to door or putting a flyer or our print ads putting a 
an advertisement in your newspaper, or just the fact that people would name their businesses based on how early it would show them up <laughs> in, the yellow pages. in the yellow pages. Oh, I haven't seen a yellow page <laughs> book in forever. So that's it's really critical to understand those red light, green light, yellow light, and how they shift based off of ideation and implementation. Because unless you get something to the point where you're repeating it, late adopters, there's your makers, right? But it has to start out with your movers and shakers. Again, understanding the why you irritate each other to begin with. Um, and it's just because you're, you're, you have different core natures of work. You see the world differently. And so, you know, understanding that you can use the hoodoo method too really well for uh, ideation or what we're calling strategy here is, you know, the process you brainstorm, everybody gets a amount of time to you know, brainstorm as many ideas as you can. There are no ideas. Uh, and then the mover gets to pick the best idea or set of ideas. And then the prover gets to poke all the holes in it. This is a process that typically you're going to have every person in. And actually, we often, it's best if you, when you're running the process, that you have both the shakers and the provers and or makers, because we have makers uh, um, poke all the holes in it or just not come to the meeting. It's, it, we just recently did a training a couple of days ago and the team just couldn't help themselves. And, you know, normally we'll have like the shakers push their chair back and stay in the room. And then the provers push their chair back, just basically say we're not poking holes in it or we're not coming up with ideas and they just couldn't do it. So we just let them leave the room. Plus they can check their phone or do whatever. So, and, and that is a scheduled meeting, right? So you have a focus objective and you are running the process to pick the best idea set of ideas poke all the holes in it and you run that process until the prover says yeah okay i can live with that and so you know and then in moving to and so i did the strategy part you should do the or ideation you should do implementation kevin because <laughs> that's where he takes over now again the mover is the point guard in that situation the mover never leaves the room they facilitate through the process to figure out what the team is going to do this does two things. It makes sure you pick the best idea and, 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 you know, get, as they say, you know, shave all the hair off the dog. That's kind of a funding uh, analogy um, is that, you know, you get not only the best idea, you poked all the holes and you're overcoming the potential, you know, things that would make create failure in the future, but you also just got hundred percent buy-in from your team. So instead of just dictating what's going to happen, everybody gets a part of the process and figuring out an ideation, what are you going to do? So strategically, what's the big picture? So Kevin, if you want to jump in on implementation, since the prover is the point guard on implementation. Now, here's the big difference on, you, on applying the hoodoo between the strategic and the tactical. The strategic, as Carla just said, they're having those scheduled meetings with that focused objective. But when it comes down to a tactical level of day-to-day -day getting the work done and doing something, as you, as you go along, as a prover, as a maker, you can hit a little bit of a roadblock. At, while you're trying to accomplish something. And it's when you hit those roadblocks that you now realize, you know what? I was just hit with reality. Reality is something that we didn't plan for and didn't quite foresee. And how do we solve problems? With new ideas. 
we can, uh, well, uh, that's one way. There's a lot of ways, but one of the big ways is if you need a new idea to solve them, well, we go right back to the Hoodoo. And during that implementation, this doesn't have to be a, a large scheduled meeting or anything. If you have it ingrained in your culture of how you do your business, then as a prover or maker, you realize, you know what? I've hit a roadblock. I need a new idea. Not my strength. I'm going to engage somebody else to do this. Who am I going to engage? Well, this is reality. And the natural inbox for the shakers is reality. So my job is I'm going to now present this problem to the shakers and say, hey, I just hit this problem. And I'm going to include the mover on this. I'm going to CC the mover on it because I'm going to let the shaker know I've got this problem. Do you have any ideas on how we can solve it? What are the ideas? Now, shakers are going to do what shakers do, and that is come up with a new idea. Yes, and the reason why you include the mover is because, remember, it's the mover that gets to pick the best idea or set of ideas. They go off a of gut instinct. So there might be a shaker might come up with 15 different ideas, and they love every single one of the 15 as much as the other. <laughs> So. And, and this could be as simple as it, you know, if I'm if you're making a graphic for some type of presentation or something, and you say, you know, what can I put here? What kind of a picture do I need? And and you you don't have to have a full blown meeting to go on this, but you can ask the shaker, hey, this is the idea that we're trying to portray. What would be a good graphic for this? And the shaker is going to tell you, oh, you can do this, or you can do this, or you can do that. And then yeah, I can't tell you how many times you've been working through something uh, that we were implementing and. You know, Kevin will be like, hey, how do you think we should solve this? And I'm like, I don't know. That's an Alan problem. <laughs> right? So we get Alan <laughs> on the phone. And then he easily comes up with a whole bunch of different ideas. Now, it doesn't mean, the, and there's probably some times where you could just get ideas from the shaker. It's just, it's critical because now whoever your leaders on the project are, and I won't even work on a project unless there's a, a, a leading person that understands the process, knows the process, and will use the process. So it's really imperative to understand that to get the team and keep them on the same page, that's why you know you have to hand off the baton. And so handing the baton off to the prover in implementation is critical. And then the prover understanding the process, basically, Kevin, what you're talking about, go back to the process. Because what can also happen on teams here is the prover is implementing, well, Kevin actually is a prover shaker. Do you know how wonderful it would end up if he just decided to do whatever it is he decided to do? And then he goes back to, right, the shakers and the movers and go, whoa, 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 because he came up with a new idea because his secondary coordinator of work is a, a shaker. And so I think you're right on the money in regards to, yes, you go back to the shaker, but make sure you take, you know, your the the leading mover on the project as well. Plus sometimes shakers and, and provers. So say, for instance, you're in implementation. The prover goes back to the shaker and then the shaker's coming up with all these ideas and the prover before he even finishes the idea is telling him what's wrong with it. So there can be a little bit of a rub that goes on between the shakers and provers because again, that is a red light relationship. So it's critical in implementation that not only understanding the process, but um, you know, bring your whole team with you, not just, you know, don't, don't make the decision without at least your leading mover, shaker, improver. You know, it really is interesting, something she brought up there, uh, the fact that I'm, I'm a prover shaker and at, uh, with being the secondary, and that's a whole other podcast of talking about the secondary nature. But as we said, that's a red, right, red light relationship between the provers and shakers. So I have my own internal red light going on that I 
I say, okay, here's a problem. Oh, here's a solution to it. Oh, but here's a problem that solution. And you can easily get into that iterative loop of problem uh, uh, solution. Oh, it's messed up. Another solution. Oh, it's messed up. So yes. Yeah, that happened. We had a prover shaker in the training um, recently and she did it to herself. And it's interesting because it's a great learning point, right? When people do that. So she's a prover. She proved what was wrong with it. And then she comes up with an idea to overcome it in the same instance and the and the, the challenge with that is is that if you're poking holes in it you don't want to solve your problem at the same time you're poking holes so you know it, but i like how you're talking about that internal struggle too because it's probably the biggest chuckle we get when we're training is when we explain you know prover shakers which hey um that's not going to work we could do this this is a great idea that really sucks it, like because they're like it's that monkey mind that happens and sometimes the words don't even get out of their mouth before they, and depending on what personality, we did a couple podcasts on DISC and Myers-Briggs associated with personality. This is not personality. This is your core nature of work. And I think that's really critical um, to look at too, Kevin, based off your core nature of work, how you can have that internal struggle. Because I think shaker provers and prover shakers, that combination really, um, it, that's, it's very, very uh, common for them to internally just <laughs> struggle they they wrestle their red light relationship with the you know themselves <laughs> yes definitely but it really um it, it does even bring up and that kind of lend itself to happen whether you're talking about your long-term strategy or your short-term tactics and what's going on and uh and the, which is what we're kind of focused on here today is talking about that strategy and yes we can use the hoodoo to the strategy with those organized meetings but when it comes down to the tactics you can still use the hoodoo as long as you really understand the process and just know who on your team has which skill and know that when it is time to go to them for that skill yeah i think that's a really good point too because you know we're working with a really large real estate organization and, and this is very common in real estate insurance financial advising we see the same thing where it's like all these little businesses within a business because they're all commission only they all kind of run their own company kind of they're separate but together under maybe the same you know name and then they think oh well i don't really have a team it's just me or maybe they have an assistant and that's it's really critical at that point to you know still build your team so regardless if it's your colleagues um if it's the office manager that has a certain core nature of work if it's your channel partner people that refer and promote you if it's your even cross-promoting clients right uh, for us you know way back in the day when we we're doing financing we would do financing to businesses right and and so some of my clients were some amazing colleagues you can still utilize their core nature of work if you know the process, they don't have to be an employee. And I think that really is shifting and people are starting to see it that way. It's like you can build your team out and it doesn't have to be somebody who you are paying directly. Um, some of the most incredible um, shifts that we've made in working with companies is when they see their customer uh, especially when their customer is a prover purchasing like a phone system and their customer becomes the best person to run the process with. Why? Because they can poke all the holes into a phone system prior to purchasing it. Right. Um, and so you can run this process with just open your eyes and look around because it's, it's, and utilize the assessment to figure out who's on your team and what part of the work they do well, because a great shaker, you know, they'll come up with ideas for you 
they're not going to charge you. They're loving it. They're having a great time. And if they are on your team, great. But, you know, or if you are employed by the same company or they are an employee, great. But oftentimes that's not the case. And you can still fill in those gaps with, you know, a core nature of work and somebody that is, you know, heck, we've got them. They're across the continents. You know what I mean? Across the continents, and I love one of the stories with uh, Alan, where one of his people that he loved to bounce his ideas off to, off of was the barista at his local Starbucks that he yeah, would go there every day. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. It's, see, it, exactly. But he goes to that Starbucks pretty much every day when he's home. It, I never catch him when when he doesn't have a Starbucks in his hand after um, after probably mid morning. I always tease him. He's like famous. I, even, well, it's funny. He was at the Starbucks just around the corner from his house that he always goes to. And another colleague of ours, Dan, and happened to be there. And he's like, oh, I had an Allen sighting. So I, we're all in different zip codes. And I get a text message from a friend uh, that said, hey, Alan sighting, you took a picture with it and texted it to me. And I think I was in Vegas or something at the time. It was hilarious. So but yeah, barista at Starbucks, right? And so, and I think that Kevin, you touched on it. I think I jumped in and started um, communicating about something you said about um, the provers, but the inbox and outbox, I think is critical to understand um, is in the natural inbox for shakers is reality, right? The natural outbox for shakers is ideas. The natural inbox for movers is ideas. The natural outbox for movers is the plan. The natural inbox for provers is the plan and the natural outbox is reality, poking all the holes in it. It's just different. It's their different ways of approaching basically, you know, the output still being reality. So, you know, shaking and proving they're actually just the opposite sides of ideas, right? Yes. <laughs> you're Very overcoming much. whatever's happening in reality. They just look at it from a completely different standpoint. And that, and we can embrace that, and it really does help. And it doesn't matter if you're looking at these strategic, big picture things that are going on, where you have, you know, you've got a two-hour strategy session to come up with your corporate vision and mission statement, or if you're trying to come up with a graphic to go on one particular presentation for one slide that goes to somebody else, and it's very much a strategic versus tactical view. But by understanding the, the hoodoo process and knowing who to go to for which aspect of the problem and following the process, you're always going to come up with a better product. Yep, yep. Okay, so in wrapping it up, let's just talk about maybe a couple points here that are, are critical because obviously all of our listeners can go back to the other hundred you know, plus podcasts. Maybe we'll go find that red light, yellow light, green light one. Um, and make sure that that is actually put into the show notes, because I think that's really, really critical to understand on top of, okay, if you're in strategy, right, uh, you, you have to ensure that the mover is that, you know, go between and facilitating ideation, which is what are you going to do? All right. Then you hand the baton an implementation to the prover. Okay, but you still want to keep that mover as a buffer on implementation and to make sure that you've got still 100% buy-in from your team. What else do you want to add here, Kevin, before we sign off? 
other part just to make sure is your provers and makers you know while they don't like to uh, especially your makers they don't want to go to the training they don't want to understand the process they just want to get things done <laughs> by, by having that by them having a good understanding of the process even down to the maker level of knowing hey yeah you can follow a checklist but when you run into challenges instead of just following the checklist then fall back on the hoodoo method and know hey i've got a challenge i need a new idea who can I go to? You know what? Let's not be afraid to go in and work the process and either ask the mover or go to the shaker with the problem, uh, with including the mover and say, hey, let's find a solution to this, even down at the tactical level. Yeah, great point. And it's interesting. Uh, this is a training we just recently did. The one person who didn't make the meeting, even though we it was scheduled uh, a month out, was the maker. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I'm just not surprised. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and, but it is critical. It's important, right? That and they you know understand the process. So they, yep. That exact same thing, uh, instance of what you're talking about shows we applied the hoodoo to solve that problem that the maker couldn't uh, solve the, couldn't attend. What did we do? We came up with the ideas of how to have them attend virtually. So we said, hey, we're going to do a Zoom meeting or uh, Skype or uh, some other method. And guess what? Reality went into the face, had a problem with one of the technologies not working. That was and the weirdest thing. We've used Zoom for like five years. <laughs> I have never been able to not like load it. And you could, but you were in a different zip code. None of us could. We tried on our phones and which is so bizarre. Yeah, that was interesting. Right. And so we ended up going through, hey, what are other ways that we can connect and solve this problem? And we actually ended up using FaceTime on, an, on the phone to be able to connect and have the maker attend the meeting. Yeah. So you can't get away, maker. You will attend our meeting. <laughs> yeah. But so it's critical, even though they don't want to be there, just to understand the process. It's not necessarily that they need to, in ideation, you don't invite them in the meeting because they're the person who's not going to say anything anyway. And it's, it's difficult for them to hear these ideas. It's literally, it causes them stress. So just let them go back to their desk and do the quote unquote real work that needs to be done because they just cleaned up this place two months ago and you're going to come mess it up already. So awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kevin, uh, for taking the time to take over the implementation part since you are chief implementation officer and prover. And um, we do have the assessment available, uh, the beta test, because we're uh, validating the process uh, right now. And so it's absolutely free. You can find it on the website at the people catalyst. And that's plural because we need you all. But at different times.com. So thanks again, Kevin. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the People Catalyst podcast. And remember, it's a good life. <laughs>